in my history of scared, this is the most scared I've ever been. Congratulations, Dad. It's a boy. I've always believed in the one. But being your dad is changing me. For you, I'd move to some soulless suburb. Come latte with us. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Doll Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by ElisRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Season 3, Episode 1 of You, the Netflix series sensation. Uh, I, I don't have the original um, original date that it was premiered, but um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Television, same name, premiered on um, okay, yeah, uh, September 9th, 2018 is when the pilot first premiered, and it was not an initial hit originally. It premiered on Lifetime and uh, was eventually moved to Netflix uh, a year later, 2019, where it really took off. Um, on season two as well. So basically, uh, if you haven't followed the first two seasons of you, I would highly suggest go ahead and check those out. If you're interested, it's an entertaining show, slightly problematic when it comes to the obsessive nature that is of, uh, Joe, um, Joe Goldberg played by Penn, um, Penn Bagley. But, um, I gotta say that it is entertaining. It's uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like a super cultural phenomenon like the Squid Game was. It, it feels like every time there's a big show on Netflix, everyone's like, "It's the bros' biggest, best new thing ever," and I don't disagree with that. Um, I think I did enjoy season two a little bit more than season one, just because they they improved just about everything about it. It's more refined, um, better storytelling, looks better, sounds better. Um, the acting on the, the the front sides and the uh, the co-stars is better in the second season. So what's in store for season three? Uh, basically, what we find out at the end of season two is that he has basically fallen for a lady that is... Her name is Love, and he is in love with Love until he finds out what Love is all about. And we find out that she's essentially as psychotic as Joe is. Um, Joe being this obsessive, uh, uh, natured, uh, I, I, I want to say that he thinks he's way smarter than he actually is. He is, um, kind of like this, like creepy, um, creepy, excessive, compulsive nature to him that some women and men, I could say may, maybe they would find it, uh, somewhat attractive on one level but when it gets to the point where it's super obsessive it's it's almost super problematic but anyways with with saying that we found out basically he's in love with the female version of himself and he finds out how terrible that can actually be and on top of that um she's got uh tons of highly dysfunctional family things going on at the end of or the during season two um go back and check that podcast out to kind of get more of a refined take on season two um but we did cover season one and season two of you and so we're picking up off of season three um episode one 
with uh saying all that let me see if i can get season three back up i had season two up so um you know season three of you is taking place in um the third season is joe and love are married and raising their newborn son henry in the california suburb of madre linda as Relationship dynamic takes as their relationship dynamic takes a turn. Joe continues to repeat the cycle of obsession, burgeoning interest in Natalie, the next door neighbor. This time, love will flip the script to ensure that her dream of having the perfect family will not be torn away so easily by Joe's compulsive actions. So. This first episode, I think just like the rest of the, the seasons, I think they are all about 10 episodes each, about an hour long. Um, I think they 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 might have extended the time from when it was on Lifetime. I think Lifetime was probably about 40 minutes, and now it's about an hour long. Um, that is a chunky 50 minutes to an hour sometimes, you know. Um I feel like the show could uh, serve from a little bit of a, a, a quick edit, just from like, I understand that we're, we're kind of living in the world and it kind of feels like where it's legarious, everything's kind of dreamlike, and until the pacing really picks up, it can be kind of slow. And I think I did have that uh, that kind of small critique on the for previous two seasons that I was like, all right, this is really, there's a lot of like uh, uh, romanticizing of uh uh, of situations and people and being in other situations, not being married in your own situation and having, you know, wanting to be in a different situation, that type of, that different situations, um, that type of thing. Um, I, I totally get that. And I, I can see the, uh, the appealing nature of it. This show is very much, uh, grinding the gears and riding the rails of, all of the young people that are, uh, I know that it's it's probably appealing to younger, you know, teenage, more teenage demographics and more millennial ages and Gen Zs, not so much probably boomers as much, but especially uh, millennials at this point, because a lot of them are having kids uh, at at this time. And so a lot of them can relate to the things that are happening in this first episode. The first, this, this first episode is almost 50%, you know, how to be a family, how to run a family. Um, and then 50%, uh, you know, the actual show of you and him being, you know, this kind of compulsive, obsessive psycho, uh, psycho individual. But, um, so yeah, with, with with saying all that, um, I enjoyed uh, the first episode. It wasn't like life changing or anything like that. Um, I think it shot really well. The composure, I, the, the, sorry, the composure, the composition of the colors of this show are very nice. I think that you can see that they've clearly put the time into it to make sure that it's not just uh, a show on Netflix that feels like it's kind of for a young adult. Uh, fandom of, of that sort it feels a little bit more than that it feels more like prestige young adult in, in a way if that's possible but anyways i i honestly think that uh the 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 new characters that are going to be involved in this first episode and this uh, third season are going to be very beneficial we have victoria pedridi uh, coming back as a full-time um 
the uh, full-time regulars to reprise their roles, as well as the grandmother who was played by Saffron Burroughs. Um, we also are gaining some new talent. Uh, Shalita Grant, Travis Van Winkle, Dylan Arnold, and Tati Gabriella, and Michelle, uh, or Michaela McManus, uh, uh, which portrays Joe's new neighbor. Um, the... Uh, episodes uh 10 episodes and uh yes in this was one of the shows out of many that were delayed highly because of uh covid in december 2020 the uh, production of third season of the third season was suspended for two weeks due to the covid pandemic um and then resumed um in february 2021 so um Actually, it wasn't quite as a, a, a pushback as I thought. I thought it was months, not weeks. But um, yeah, not too bad. So this first episode really tees us off into the direction we're going to be going in. And like I said, it, the, we're, we're going to be talking about spoilers for this first episode, which does give us basically the reasoning for the entire season. And that is Joe is stuck in family life. He's got a baby. Oh, my gosh. He's changing the diapers. He's he's trying to be a family man. We got Joe playing like this Dexter type character, but his wife is basically the same character he is and so they're both like super super unstable in so many different ways so the uh uh the whole thing is joe we, we saw this at the end of the season two is that joe is trying to live this normal life and it, it's it's not so much like spoilers or anything like that because we see at the end of season two, it's kind of like a flash forward of them living this married life in California and these suburbs and him having to push down the impulses of wanting to become obsessive over his attractive neighbor. Um, so we we do get a glimpse of that at the end of season two which are like god dang it joe we thought we you were going to be done doing all this fucking craziness but you know he just can't stop old joe so um with saying that it's essentially the unfolding of with the repercussions of that uh of the ending of season two what happens joe actually does become obsessed with his neighbor um and of course his uh his wife uh, and I don't want to say his crazy wife because he's just as crazy too. He can't be a crazy wife without a crazy husband in this situation. And so I don't want to like pin that on her. But uh, she's she's psychologically unstable just as much as Joe is. So, but with saying that, she's also is like in depth and detailed. Like she's going through and finding all of the. Uh, we're talking about spoilers for this first episode now. She's at the end of this first episode. We find out that, damn it, they need couples therapy like yesterday. <laughs> um, they um, are going to have to deal with the disappearance of their neighbor. Their neighbor who has been murdered by his wife, Love. Love takes a hatchet to uh, the very attractive um, neighbor's throat. And, um, what is her name? Uh, da, 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 da. wait, is Saffron Burroughs? No, 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 no. I, I, I she, she's not the attractive neighbor. Um, Michaela McManus, yeah, who plays Natalie? So Natalie is 
directly in the jugular by love and with doing that it's like oh fuck it's like oh it's game on um and it's almost kind of done like a joke it's like she delivers a joke after she does this marriage therapy counseling thing and uh yeah love is uh basically murdered natalie after she finds out that natalie lied about having joe over and joe had said other things he had said i had a drink with her and she had said otherwise and so she was like that's it that that's gonna be your ass natalie love ain't got time for this shit and so literally she takes the axe when she's looking at a uh she okay so let me let me uh rewind a little bit uh, let, hit the rewind on it real quick so um flash we'll do a podcast flashback so joe is really struggling through this episode to even have a connection with his son which i believe he said he was going to have a daughter at the end of that for second season i wonder why they changed it to his son i feel like there was a writing reason why he maybe so that the son would eventually have to fight with becoming like his dad or something like in the future i think that they they might have been doing that type of you know reflection like when if they hypothetically have this show going for another few years, they're like, all right, we don't want his, we, do we want his son to try to start murdering people in the same realm like he is? Do we want to have some sort of reflection of that way? I don't know. But, um, so anyways, they changed the gender of the, uh, the baby from second season to this one to a boy. Joe's having problems connecting with his son, uh, the baby, you know, being a son. And, um, and love is, I, I would kind of say it feels like she's going a little bit through postpartum, but I also, Joe's not awesome. He's not being a great father and in the same sense. I feel like he's kind of being disconnected. He's not being like there and connecting with her all, all, all the sorts. And again, he doesn't really want to be. He's kind of, I, I, I mean, he, he, I think he even says like he's in jail at one point and he like, feels like he's locked down and he's he kind of applies that same narrative to natalie his neighbor who um is married to baz from scott scott speedman um is the husband of is natalie's husband we only get like one glimpse of him um but i i've been watching animal kingdom so i was so excited to see scott speedman cross over into the u universe um i just finished animal kingdom season two so i know that this guy can he can deliver some pretty good lines i'm not gonna lie i like him as an actor he's not great the the character in animal kingdom's not great but uh scott speedman's a pretty good actor and i think he's he's going to continue to grow and um progress as an actor especially on here he we, we've only seen the beginning of him i know that he's going to have a he, he's one of those characters that you don't want to get on his bad side. So I think we're going to have a Scott Speedman spaz in the future. I'm just going to go ahead and call that out. Um, anything else that we need to discuss about this episode? So the baby, Joe, is not having a, um, a connection with his son. There, there's something really going wrong with it. Love is kind of going through her own stuff, trying to make her own friends. I know that she, there's a quick line about her, her brother who she's lost and not too long ago i think he committed suicide if i remember correctly um i need to go back and watch that last episode what happened to 40 um but also there is this incredible guilt that is happening he keeps calling his son his son 40 on accident instead of henry and so it's, it's kind of like this guilt that's kind of bleeding into him bleeding over into uh the reality of what's happening for joe um but yeah so there was uh a lot of uh, there was a handful of plot contrivances in 
season two. I didn't notice any in this episode yet. You know, just uh, uh, super super conveniences and stuff like that. I know that there was a couple that ha- I felt like it was a little bit like shuffly with Natalie and Joe. I was like, it's a, is it a will they won't they? I was like, these are kind of hot people. I kind of I kind of did want to see it. Not gonna lie, um, I was a little bit bummed that they didn't didn't make. Uh, didn't have like a hot sex scene or something like that but i was surprised that honestly joe was was the one that said i can't do this he was going to be the bigger man and i was very proud of joe in that moment but um it ended up still coming back to bite natalie in the ass um but yeah she natalie was like totally feeling joe the entire time cameras off feeding them all giving them a big ass box of condoms i was like what the hell that was the most random shit i'd ever seen it's like so she was thinking about having there's like a giant box of condoms there's like uh she went and bought them like diapers for the baby it's like it's like oh goodness she was she was trying really hard and and leaving like books and stuff for him to read i mean it, it was everything that Joe likes, likes, you know, she was like leaving them breadcrumbs almost. Um, but yeah, it was, it was bad news bears where that was going. And we all see where that ended up at the end of this. Um, <laughs> so, um, let me think anything else. Um, yeah, so we have the new, the friends loves friends. They kind of feel like, you know, generic new friends. They have like a new group of friends every season. I, I remember the first group of friends I was not crazy about it was Beck and her friends all kind of felt like stereotypical, um, uh, stand in friends, you know, mean girls kind of thing. Got the, the preppy one, the funny one, the, the geeky one, you know, that kind of thing. It feels like that, that kind of realm. Um, so, we have that, and we find out, obviously, the main one. Uh, I don't remember her name. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, the main lady that is running the show. College. Is that her without the... Sherry? Oh, I, okay, so Salita Grant. Salita Grant is um, the the social media mom of the... Uh, of the neighborhood and she's kind of like the ringleader you got to be on her good side even though she's kind of an asshole and so i think we're gonna have some sort of big collision with love and uh you know this this lady uh sherry um i like this actress salita grant she played a lawyer in search party season four i believe and she was hilarious i thought her her comedic timing is um very on point and she kind of has this very kind of preppy very up to got to do it snap up to uh you know attitude of her characters that she plays in a lot of and at least these two shows i've seen because it feels like she's playing almost the same character you know uh high class got to do it on time got to do it right that type of thing um and i like I, I like that as a character just to watch her watch her play that so um anyways what else do we have the friends the uh and we find out you know the uh, sherry and her friends may not be all that um, and ironically, Natalie was being friends with uh, Love, which kind of sucks. You know, I kind of, I honestly thought that Love and Natalie were going to have some sort of um, like connection. I was very surprised about that. So, um, 
there, there was a few scenes I was like, oh, love. It's got, It's not going to be uh, Joe and Natalie. It's going to be a love and Natalie. And I was like, ooh, this might even be better than the first sex scene I had in my house. I was like, oh, god dang. I was like, you got a lot of attractive people on screen now. Um, but I was thinking, this is probably pretty crazy. Um, they definitely had to shoot all of the majority of this during COVID. So, um it's going to be interesting to see how they, this plays out with it. Um, and, yeah, we got the California suburb vibe. I just wanted to talk about that. I know that uh, I think the first season was in New York, second season was in, like, in L.A., and now we're kind of like in the middle of L.A., um, not uh, middle, middle of California. I don't know if we're even in an L.A. anymore. But it's all had very different aesthetics from the look and the feel and the color palette of it, um, from the warm tones to the, the cooling um, – Sorry, the cool uh, greens of the of the trees and stuff like that. I like the cinematography in this show. Generally done pretty well. So, um, trying to think if there's anything else. I think we've pretty much covered this first episode to the degree that I want to. I know that, um, uh, you know, we talked about Joe and Natalie. They kind of had a thing, but you know, Joe pushed her away. He said that's it. So love came in, found out about it at that party, and then. Low, uh, low. Then uh, love went and squeaked Natalie in the neck, and that's essentially what happened this first episode. Um, it's only a handful of big plot points that actually happen, and a lot of it is uh, character building and plot setting up. You know, setting up the pieces of uh, of what's going on in, in this season. So, let me know what you thought about you season three episode one. Let me know what you thought about the review. Um, Let's see if you if anyone has any good uh, predictions and you have not seen it. I know it's really easy to, to go ahead and say, well, I predict this happens here and this happens here. And it's like, all right, well, obviously you've already seen the shit. But anyone that has not seen it, um, I always like having kind of like a first take, first impression because it's fun to kind of guess what happens throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, who's going to get it? Who's going to get an axe in the throat? Who's going to make it out alive? Um you know, that kind of thing. I like, I like guessing that stuff. Um, I, I don't have anyone right off the top of my head. Oh yeah. We did have some flashbacks with, uh, young Joe, um, kind of saying, giving him motivation of why Joe wants to be a good father to the baby, even though he's not connecting with him on, on, on a level. He, he wants him to have a better life than he did. You know, he's bullied and had all these types of terrible things happen to him that we've seen in previous seasons. But, um, yeah, and his upbringing with his folks, or with his, I think his mother that they kept saying that she was supposed to be coming back, but, you know, never did or whatever. Um, so, yeah, he, he wants to be a better father than, um, uh, better a better parent than what was given to him when he was, when he was growing up and stuff like that. So, um, anything else we need to cover? I think we've covered just about all of it. I can't really think about anything else. I'm looking at all these characters. Um don't see anything. So yeah, let me know what you thought about uh, the review. Let me know what you thought about the podcast. Patreon.com slash look at all podcast for all the other reviews. You got TV, movies, media, aftercast, aftercast when we talk about things that are non uh, <clears throat> movie and TV related. Uh, or if it's like bonus stuff, that's all in there. Patreon will get you all of the podcast early, so you could have been listening to this probably maybe even a day or two earlier, maybe even a week earlier, depending on when it's uh, dropped, but 
Normally how we do these shows for Netflix, especially if they're 10 episodes, is we try to get the first episode under our belt, and then we will watch the last episode, and then podcast as well, and uh, we'll have a nice little wrap. Um, so be sure to check out luckydollpodcast.com for exclusives. Um, you can get full podcasts on patreon.com, full library there. You can get movies that have been reviewed uh, that are over five years old. Um, you can get the full review on patreon.com slash for a dollar. You get $2 and then you got a $5 tab for the people that want to have the full library, $5 a month. You can do it one month and cancel that. That's completely cool. If you don't want to have to continue to pay for it, you know, it won't hurt my feelings, but every nickel, penny, Dogecoin, whatever the cryptocurrency, all of it helps. Trust me. It keeps the lights on. It shows me that I know that people want to be engaged. People like the content and they want more of it. You like what you see. You're going to get more. Thumbs up. Subscribe. You know what to do. Pauly D, Pauly G, we out. <laughs> all right, y'all. Take it easy. Also wanted to mention that we have the Mad Max series. We've covered the first Mad Max, what is it, 1979? Is that what that is? On uh, Patreon. It's a Patreon exclusive available right now. We have all of the Matrix uh, movies, the first three. We have discussed them in detail. Squid Game, Outer Banks, um, Neither flavor. one of you is going to kill your spouse. All You're many things, but you are not all available. murderers. Look at all podcasts. Get them never Patreon.com. What happens after boy gets girl? We're a team, okay?